0: This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Dead Cat Bounce. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and tonight is Wednesday, November 16th in the year 2022. We're sitting in the aftermath of what was supposed to be the greatest event in American history. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a minute. That, uh, yeah. If I was a drinking person, I'd be pouring myself a big double scotch right now and laughing or bearing my sorrows. One of the two, but it'd go hand in hand. Patriots, we are in a pretty crazy time. And with that, we're going to see a continued spiral of events. Our economy is in the tanks. And with that, food prices are starting to soar and they're not going to get any better. So make sure you're stocking up on the things that you need. Patriots, if you didn't know, America is running out of diesel fuel. The Energy Information Administration says that there's less than 25 days remaining in our national stockpile. Now, if trucks can't get fuel, they also can't deliver food to the grocery stores. What then? If you don't have emergency food stocked up, go to preparewithbards.com. preparedwithbards.com right now and grab a special limited time offer from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. You'll save $250 on their three-month emergency food kit, which gives you a wide variety of breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. My Patriot Supply wants to help you be your own grocery store. So for a limited time, you'll save $250 on their three-month food kit. Be sure to get one kit for each person in your family. This offer ends in just a few days. So go right now to preparewithbards.com and grab your $250 discount on each three-month kit you need. That's preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. Patriots, there's nothing like having the security of food in your home. So remember, go to preparewithbards.com and take advantage of this amazing offer. Oh, yeah. That's uh, preparewithbards.com. It's going to get you a stock load of, of food in there in your cabinets that'll last for up to 20 years, which is good. Patriots, last night we had the event that was designated by President Trump, and I just want to be clear about this. He did call this. Hopefully tomorrow will turn out to be one of the most important days in the history of our country. Packed house at Mar-a-Lago. And as videos have now surfaced, there were many people that were trying to skirt out early before the speech was over. And there is even appears that they were being prevented. Some were being prevented from leaving. Here's the thing. That speech was not enthralling. It was literally what is called a dead cat bounce. And just to explain what that is, in Wall Street, the term is that when, when the markets fall and then they bounce back up, they recover, but they'll never recover to where they were. And the, the saying is that even then, they will bounce because even a dead cat can bounce if it's thrown from high enough in the sky. It's pretty much what we're dealing with here in this speech. Now, there's a lot of discussion around what he meant and what was implied and what all this sort of stuff. And I hear that. And there's some interesting theories. He didn't mention 2024 in his speech. He just said, we're back on the recovery or we're going to run again. The He did not exclude the idea that There can be other, he did other things going on. I mean, there's a lot of details in there that he was very specific of not mentioning. And so, of course, those that are analyzing the speech are saying that, well, this is what it means. There's a theory running out right now that because Nancy Pelosi has been replaced in the House, that they're going to bring President Trump in as Speaker of the House, or they're going to impeach Biden, and then they're going to bring Trump in that way into the presidency. Maybe that's the case. It's kind of a Q-ish, very Q-ish theory. People are still saying that there was a big Republican win, and the biggest one in the red wave was the fact that Nancy Pelosi is out of speaker. Now, I'm not going to deny that, okay? That's a significant win in the numbers game. And that's great, except that what we haven't solved yet, at least no one wants to share with us, is the 17 intelligence agencies who are all surveilling America and who have used their copious talents to do things like blackmail and and frame politicians. We haven't dealt with the lobbyists and the, and the special interests and the think tanks that do everything they can to persuade and leverage a congressman or a senator. We haven't dealt with the military-industrial complex that are just snake-dirty people up there that are always trying to leverage money for contracts They will make wars at a will and a whim. And are likely involved in all sorts of political shenanigans, including assassinations, to make sure that they perpetuate their future. We haven't dealt with any of that, at least not that we know of. And so we're intended to believe from President Trump's speech that effectively what will happen is that the people will just see how bad the other side is. And then with that, they'll just all agree to vote for the good guys because the other side has been so obviously bad. I, that would be great. Sounds like a fun win. Sounds like a great thing. But we've seen in two elections in a row that that's just not what happens. We've seen that the elections are completely rigged from top to bottom. And there's no discussion yesterday in depth of what they're going to do to fix that, other than when we get the right people in place, we're going to be able to solve the problem. Well, that is the problem. Because we keep trying to get the right people in place. And they keep getting removed because the elections are rigged. If you have any questions about how bad elections are rigged, pay attention to Oregon. We have not had a, a Republican governor in our state since they instituted mail-in voting. Motor voter stuff. We are literally, at this point in time, a state that is completely controlled by the Democrats. We just elected a lesbian train wreck. And she is a liberal nightmare that's about ready to do a march on the state and every policy she can to destroy the conservative values of the state. We have a an out-of-control administration right now that are signing EOs left and right. and and, they, and we also have a Senate that is not going to change in its control and a Senate that just passed a bill, 62 to 37, to advance a bill that would protect same-sex marriage. So I'm, I'm just kind of laying the groundwork here for expectations, which shouldn't be that high. And President Trump's speech was not one that should catch anybody in on their toes and say that was fantastic, exhilarating, because if it did, man, I'll tell you, there are some really good soap operas that would probably get you pretty excited, like Days of Our Lives or something. It was a very monotone very low energy speech and I've heard already the thing of like this is posturing he's he's doing art of war he is he's pulling people in okay so let's before we get further let's talk a little bit about psyop and information warfare now I've done this And I'm going to tell you a thing about PSYOP and information warfare is it is the most brutal type of warfare you will ever wage on a society. And it's brutal because the critical piece of information warfare is to constantly be attacking the truth. The problem we have right now is there is a group of people that are fighting the other side. They're fighting each other, and they're all using deception and PSYOP. One group of people we are supposed to believe is evil and they're using PSYOP to convince you that things like Joe Biden is president, that he's in the White House, which we know he's not. They're trying to convince you that Kamala Harris is a woman and is smart. Those two things fail pretty regularly. They're trying to convince you of things like transgenderism is normal and that that sex is a choice. Your biological sex is a choice. That's one side. The other side is trying to disrupt. They're trying to obscure the plans of what they're doing. They're trying to hide when they, if they make a maneuver, they're trying to hide it so that we don't perceive it or the enemy doesn't perceive it. But their biggest fight is to wake us up, and sometimes waking us up means trying to push us to the other extreme, like showing a fake Biden with with President Xi that's wearing a Maoist uniform, and it gets us all pissed off. This fight in deception is. With the, as an end goal of ultimately waking people up and shaking them from a slumber, which I agree needs to happen. But here's the problem. With the problem, the downside to any PSYOP war is that you destroy one fundamental aspect that every country and every government must have, and it's trust. When we don't have trust, we don't have the ability to have civil government. We don't have the ability to have rule of law. We don't have the ability to have people represent us. And in my assessment, those that are running this war are getting wrapped up in the trickery of PSYOP to win a war. And what they're doing is they're forgetting that the people out here aren't going to play that game much longer. I'll stand right with everybody that says this, that I'm at a point right now that I don't care if this thing all comes out and they lift up the curtain and they go, hey, look what we did. We got the country back. We did it all by putting on a a movie. We, We casted actors. You all believed it. But because of that, we were able to take them out of power. And now you've got your country back. This would literally be my response. Great. Thanks. Now, F you. And don't ever let me see you again. And by the way, if any of you were involved in the VAX situation, you're still going to hang and I'm going to be the one pulling the rope. See, because we're tired of the games. We're completely tired of this nonsense that somehow at a certain point, we're too stupid to understand that we have to do something to save a nation. There's a grand assumption out here that we can't handle the truth. And because of that, the games have to continue. I don't know what President Trump did yesterday. I don't know what games he's playing and what the games he's not playing. We didn't hear any reconciliation with the vax yesterday. We heard very little about the corruption of the elections. We heard, we didn't hear God once in the speech. He didn't even say God bless America. They put it on a very specific date. It was November 15th, which happens to be the same date, November 15th, though, in 1777 that the, the Constitutional Republic was set up. It was our first version of the Constitution. So I get that. And all these things are are put there intentionally. But the problem we have is that the way the the patriots have been conditioned now, in particular those that do the kind of Q research, is you give them a crumb and they will build a story. So we have the articles of, we have the articles that were passed in 1777 on, on November 16th, and you give patriots a crumb like that and immediately it's gonna go into, look at what's happening, we're retaking the country back. We're, we're literally going to move forward now and we're going to have a new revolution. This is the beginning of revolution 2.0. None of that was said yesterday. And from what I can see is it looks like they're going to try to position, and in my anticipation, they'll probably try to position Trump into a way of slipping him into the presidency by using the House and I don't know how they're going to pull this off because they don't control the Senate. But I think that there's some people fantasizing anyway about, and I don't, I'm don't. not going to say this is what they're going to do, but I know there's people fantasizing about the idea that they're going to impeach Biden and impeach Kamala based on the issues of FTX, which ties the Biden crime family to everything. That takes the whole presidency down. And then they're going to slip Trump in to the Speaker of the House because Pelosi's gone and then they're going to pop him into the presidency because when the first and the second chain of command are gone, it's the Speaker of the House that steps in. Again, one of the victories of getting rid of Pelosi is to prevent her from ever being president. Good move. Agreed on that. But all this other stuff and this hand play gets to be just mental gymnastics and nonsense. I don't know what's going to happen or what's not going to happen, but I'll tell you, Just getting President Trump back into the presidency doesn't solve anything when you don't control the Senate, and you barely control the House, and quite frankly, you don't control the country right now. We're all kind of worn out. And we're worn out because politicians have proven very effectively that they aren't worth anything, that most of them are corrupt, they can't be counted on, they will lie, they will cheat, they will steal, they will do anything they can to pad their own livelihoods. Mitch McConnell's married to a Chinese spy. I mean, that sort of stuff. And nothing has effectively changed in the leadership of this nation. I read to you the other day the Entheos projection, and the Entheos seems to be tied to Q. And there is, they're running on what's called a 2080-10 model which is that 20% of those that are elected in are going to be loyal to the president, 80% will hold the line, and 10% will be replaced every cycle, starting with the bottom of the 80%. I don't know how all that functions. It sounds to me like they're cutting strings or they're blackmailing in reverse. Who knows? This is the world of, of spy work. But this, that sort of acrid way of doing business means that we're on a 20-year cycle to reset the nation and I guarantee you that there's not going to be any arrests very quickly along that way because they're all going to be cutting deals with each other because they all have their hands dirty in the pot. I think there's, there's just a real lack of accountability to the American people in this whole process. And I was not impressed with what I heard with President Trump's speech yesterday. And it was literally one of those things that to come out and say, you know, basically I'm running again. The arrogance to write a title, to tell people in a speech that hopefully tomorrow will turn out to be the most important days in one of the most important days in American history in our country. I think that level of arrogance and ego is beyond imagination. This is what I would have expected from a speech from a president. Something like this. Patriots. We're in difficult times. And I know that there's been a lot of media coverage to talk about me running in 2024, and I'm not here to tell you that today. I'm here to talk to you about the real issues that Americans are facing. We had a good run in my fourth year, in my four years. You saw prosperity like never before. And in the last almost three years, we've seen an insurgency take over this nation, illegally taking position in the presidency, stealing the election in 2020. And we've seen the damage that they have done. Now, if I run, I will let you know. But in the meantime, we need some leadership, and I'm going to give you some guidance. Since technically, Biden is your leader. You didn't choose him, but you were forced; it was forced upon you. But here's what I need to tell you as someone who cares deeply about you. And I'm going to begin with this. I made a really bad decision. I was misguided, but ultimately my name is on the bottom line of that document. I was the one who pushed Operation Warp Speed. I was the one who signed the approval with the EO I signed in September of 2019 that allowed for the rapid development of vaccines in this nation. And though it seemed like a good idea at the time, I really didn't see the beast that was sitting behind those pages. And as a result, it's cost thousands of American lives, if not millions. There's nothing I can do to take that back. So I'm putting myself before you and before the Lord. And I've, I've repented and I'm repenting now before you with Jesus as my witness for the actions that I've done. And the damage that this has caused. And I need you to hear this and I'm asking you to forgive me for a decision that I made as president ultimately that's caused so much hurt and pain in this nation. And I was arrogant. I was arrogant about promoting this vax. I was arrogant about pushing this vax. I did it for political aspirations. I did it because, let's be honest, I have an ego and I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. I have circles of people that wouldn't let me know, but that doesn't excuse me. So forgive me. And in that process, I'm also going to ask you, if you will, to join me in something that I think as a nation, we need to do collectively. I'm repenting for my sins, but I think as a nation, we also need to repent to father God because we need him in this fight. So, if you'll join me, let us have a moment where we can pray and repent as a nation. Patriots, I love this country. I always have. It's given me a lot of things and a lot of wealth that I've had, and I'm deeply appreciative of that and honor that. And it's easy to get swept up into the power of the things. And I've rubbed shoulders with these people. They're despicable. But you put me in power, I didn't put myself in power. You voted me in power, you've trusted me. And I wish I could be at the helm right now. The system is bigger than that. The fight is bigger than we can control. And there's been a lot of deception and a lot of things we've had to do. But right now, we need to put that aside. We have some pressing issues. We're running into a crisis in this nation where people are going to be out of food for the season. They're not going to be able to afford a Christmas dinner, let alone just daily food and needs. We have people that are going to be displaced in their housing. You know I know real estate. And I'm deeply concerned by this because there's at least 10 million families that are facing short sale on their homes and probably another 10 or 20 million people that are potentially facing foreclosure. These are people that could end up being homeless. And these are problems we're not going to fix quickly. And you need to cast aside those ideas of these fast, quick, saving ideas because they're not going to happen. This is going to come down to us and it's going to come down to you as the people of this nation to make the decision of how you want to move forward. This government is corrupt and it's tyrannical. And I can't fix that, but I can talk to you as what we need to do as a country. And what needs to happen as a country is that we need to come together. We need to put aside the political differences. Not everybody is gonna agree. There's a lot of divisiveness. But in the time of crisis, when this nation now faces a time of crisis, we need people in their communities to come together and to heal. Now we're a Christian nation and I know that we're also a nation of diverse political and religious beliefs. But as a, we're built on Christian foundations. And part of that is as a Christian community, the biggest voting block out here, you also need to start walking your faith and living your faith in your communities. We need to make sure that you're setting food aside as Joseph did to make sure that there's food in times of shortage because shortages are coming. Our farmers are not being treated well. Our cattle industry is not being treated well we have all sorts of buy-ups going on from Chinese companies and we're supposed to be the breadbasket of the world and we're more quick to feed the world than we are to worry about ourselves and right now we need to worry about us more than anybody else. That's the true sense of America First. And in doing that, we need to take time to set food aside. Not just for ourselves, but for our neighbor. And we need to get to know our neighbors. You need to know who's living next to you. For those of you that are living in places of really having trouble with crime. I'll even speak to that. Put the guns down, quit killing each other and start praying with each other. You're being manipulated by a system that hates you. You need to start loving yourselves and loving this nation. We're at a point where we may just see things like starvation and we don't need starvation in what's supposed to be the greatest nation on earth. So we have to start looking out for one another because your government's not going to do it. It's going to try to crush you. It's going to try to separate you. It's going to try to make you hate one another even more. Don't trust them. We have fuel problems. People are having to make a choice between rent and food and rent and fuel and rent and heat. And everybody's being squeezed by this ungainly inflation because the dollar's imploding because it's so mismanaged by a federal reserve that can't stop printing money and a government that can't stop printing money and banksters that in wall street that can't stop stealing because everything they want is a way to blind their pockets at the expense of the people but you own this country not them you own it it's always been given to you but you've forgotten that so don't forget it now I'm telling you it's yours And no, this is not going to be an easy fight. We're not going to fix this quickly. It's going to take us 10, maybe 20 years. So let's not lie to each other and act like there's going to be some sort of quick decision or quick solution. But let's be honest in our hearts that to get through this, we have to work together. Put aside the political differences and make sure each one is fed, each one has housing, each one stays warm this winter. Those are fundamentals and that's what being American is ultimately begins with and is at the core is that we stand with each other in the worst times and the hardest times. That's what we've always done. And then there's this thing that they're doing right now. In fact, they've already launched the test. It's called the CBDC. They're going to replace the dollar with a digital currency that will control your lives. You cannot do that. You cannot accept that. And some people are asking, "How do we do that?" Well, you have to innovate. Now, your IRS is the most dangerous agency ever created. It's illegal to take, even to have in this country, and yet this Congress continues to approve it and continues to cre- find creative ways to tax you to death. So, be smart when you can, where you can, if you have the means, set your money aside into gold and silver. Take it out of the market. You know, I love Wall Street. You know that I, I have told you about the 401ks. Now it's time to fight differently. Strip the money from their 401ks, put it into gold and silver. Strip your money from the market and put it into hard cash, gold and silver, hard assets like property. Wall Street's going to hate you. They're going to hate me. Who cares? This is about the country and about you. This is about you taking the country back. It's not about a presidency. If I earn your trust again after all of this, after what has passed, when it comes time in the fall, I'll let you know. Because that gives us a year to campaign. But don't send in money to my campaign. Don't send in money because you want to help. that. We'll solve later on. Let's give that money to each other. And then there's this thing called faith. And I have not been good at being consistent at this. But now we have to stand powerfully and humble ourselves before God because we're not going to get through this without God. And it's time for us as a nation to humble ourselves before Jesus who was sacrificed for everything that we have here. Be proud of your faith. Don't let them tell you that you're a Christian nationalist. Be proud of what it is to be a patriot, a Christian patriot and an American. And all said and done, stay together. Don't be divided. We've got a rough road ahead. Our military is in a mess. This vax has caused more problems than we could ever imagine. And it's going to take years to recover from all of this. But what I will tell you is if I did do get to be president again, the people that created this vax will be held accountable. And if that includes me, then I'll stand there and take that accountability. But for now, we have to get through this, and we've got to get to a place where we can begin to take this nation back. My final words to you are to work local, not global. Don't worry about the big movement of politics. They, they talk a lot. I've been in D.C. They talk a lot. They blow a lot of smoke out their butt. But there are a lot more noise than they are bite. Work with your sheriffs. Work with your county commissions. Work with your local churches. Work with your community leaders. Build strong communities based on God first and foremost. Build resiliency, making sure there's food and a way to feed each person. Help those that are in need and stand together because it's going to take all of us as patriots in this original way to get rid of the influences of drugs, the cartels, the FBI-funded programs to try to ruin the society, the SCIA-funded programs that are built to destabilize the society, shut your TVs off, focus on the truth focus on the word and be American again. That, Patriots, is what I would have expected. That's the type of speech that I was looking for. But we didn't get any of that. And what we got was a lot of me. We got a No, God, we didn't get a God bless America. We got a, I need prayers. I will say this for those that are listening in Trump's staff. And if president Trump, you are listening, you're right, Mr. President, you do need prayers because you need to find Jesus. And you need to start leading this nation with God, not your ego. And we need to stop the games if you're playing them of trying to look weak when you're actually strong and playing all this Sun Tzu nonsense when this country is truly hurting. This country needs to hear the voices of leadership that's compassionate and understanding where we are at, meet people where they are. It needs to give truth to build trust because this PSYOP game, this deception has destroyed trust. And when we don't have trust, we don't have a nation. When we've lost trust, we don't know what to do with our government, with each other. At this point in time, there's pretty much not a person in government that I'll trust. Because they all have the same character. They will lie, cheat, steal, rape, whatever they need to do to get their way. I've heard mention. Like I said that you know we get people up in power we can vote people in we can do change politically I'm not sure how that works when the system is so corrupt when it only takes one party with a new congressman or new senator and something slipped in his drink to have him wake up with a little boy in his bed and pictures taken and then they come to him and say hey by the way you're now ours or we're going to go public with these. Or maybe it's the prostitute that they send into his office to do a visit as one of his constituents that then gropes all over him as they take a photo with a hidden camera and then they turn to him and they say, look what we've got you on. And he knows it's a lie. And D.C. knows it's a lie, but it's leverage to control them. Or maybe it's something in their past that they dig up that they're able to come to them And then sadly, it's a very difficult place for congressmen. They've been voted in with the trust of the people. And unfortunately, people are still so ridiculously gullible to what goes on in headlines that they will believe the headline before they believe the person. That's the moral degradation that we have in this nation. This system needs to be burned to the ground. We're not going to fix it from within. And I know that there's a lot of optimistic intelligence people working this plan that think they're going to do it. But to those people that are working in those circles, and I've had enough experience working with you, so I'm speaking to you, you know in your blood that you'd stab somebody in the back because it's part of what your DNA is now. You can't be trusted because you can't trust yourself. I worked with you too long. And it's always my head on a swivel when you're working with these people. Always. Because when you do something and they want to do something else, they'd rather throw you out to the wolves than work with you to find a compromise. It's taking that sort of person to fight this political sewer that's here. And in the end, I'm not convinced that there's ever going to be justice as we stand this system up. But we need justice. And we didn't get that last night. We didn't get that strength of leadership last night that was going to deliver that to us. I respect President Trump. I always will. I mean, to be very clear about that. And what he accomplished in the first two years of this nation were significant. If for only one thing that he did, between 2015 2016, 2017, if there's only one thing that he's done that's been significant in where we are, it's that he forced the media to ultimately show the size of the crowds. Why was that so important? Because we got to realize that we were bigger and greater than we ever thought. Now, I've resisted this whole concept that President Trump was anointed. But I will say this. God was definitely using him. And he was using him boldly because you don't just pull a crowd together of 60, 80,000 people with a few hours notice. That doesn't happen. If you've ever tried to do rallies, if you've ever tried to do that, I'm trust me, it doesn't happen, even if you are have a pretty good name. It takes months of work. President Trump is one of those that can pull people in like a magnet. That's God using him. But last night I saw something else. And it's something that is painful to watch. Maybe it's his act, but if it's his act, then I'll just say that God will not be mocked. I saw Samson with his hair cut off last night. I saw an anointing that was gone and removed. I saw a voice that was flattened. And right there is something very important because we the people have to make a decision now. All this PSYOP game that goes on, and there's a lot of it, and I'm telling you, it's constant. It may be what needs to be done to move this political beast along the tracks and try to get it back to a certain point. But it's godless in nature, and its consequences are life-changing. It ruins people. It breaks people. And it's soulless in its way of doing business. Again, God will not be mocked. So for those playing that game, think carefully what you're doing. Because we're far along this path now. This country's reviving itself in a bold way. We're restoring the faith in this nation from bottom up. We don't care what the government does. Sure, it gets to us once in a while. But we're reminded time and again that God simply reminds us always, fear not. And we don't fear you in the government, not anymore. So we as a patriot movement have to start really putting our eyes where it needs to be. I think what President Trump gave us last night was a massive gift. And rather, I should say it this way. What God gave us through President Trump last night was a massive gift. And that gift was a gift of seeing an idol fall. We cannot have a nation whose rights were given to us by our Creator, who by design had God on the throne above us, we the people below God, and government subordinate to the wills of the people. We cannot have that if we are going to be worshiping idols, and especially idols that are part of a political beast system. Idols are falling everywhere. And last night, what I saw was an idle fall. Now, I will guarantee you my position is not shared by a lot. Many of the people out here are excited about the return of President Trump to the 2024 elections. This is it. This is our comeback. I really don't know where that naivety to the marginal point of stupidity comes from. We haven't got past 2022. We are seeing the biggest rigging of an election ever. And if they truly believe that, then my only conclusion would be, and I'm not accusing President Trump of this, but if they really believe that, then what they are actually saying is that President Trump will win because he's embraced the institution and the cabal to allow him to win. That's the only way you're going to get through this system. Because we didn't win in 2020, and it's not fixed. We didn't win in 2022, but a few handful of elections, making a big deal about the fact that Pelosi's gone. Okay, got it. But the rigging was still off the charts. And as I said once before, and it has to hold true, I don't care whether it's a Democrat precinct or a Republican precinct, a Democrat win or a Republican win. If one election, one election is rigged, we all lose. Because we need integrity and we don't have it. 2020 has to be fixed. And with 2020, no matter how far back or how far forward those rabbit holes take us, we have to follow them and we have to deal with the consequences of what that means. If you are one that that has researched and looks at the fact that we are under a constitution of 1871, an illegal constitution, then you appreciate the fact that we haven't had a real election since 1871. That's a whole lot of EOs. That's a whole lot of policy. And there's the other thing. We know that there's a number of EOs that are still in place that President Trump signed. So the question I would also have is are we going to see the undoing of every EO that Biden signed and every EO that Obama signed since we both know that they're illegal? Illegal presidents? I'm just curious. There's this other piece too that just keeps nagging at me and it's because it gets back to the integrity of the election. When I interviewed Patrick Byrne a year ago, His comment was that they had proven that President Trump got into office in 2016 because there was a hack that stopped the hack, that stopped the rigging. They had their own rigging. President Trump's side did a counter hack. What type of banana republic is that? We haven't had a legitimate presidency in our lifetimes. That's the sickness of this whole thing. We don't even know what a real vote is or what a real vote outcome would be. So, yeah, it's all great to jump over here on Trump's side and say, we won, we won. But that's the other side is we won because they had to do a hack to make us win. Now, the defense of that is if we hadn't done it, President Trump would have gotten in and Hillary would have been in, and I get that. That's because we were in a state of war. But let's not fool ourselves about the election system working. It never has worked. So that goes back to the question of how are we supposed to believe that President Trump is going to be put into office through an election when nothing in the system has changed? So somebody's got some idea in their head of how they're going to rig and game the system once again to get him in. I understand that we have got to reset this system. I get it. But there's even people saying things out here right now, saying things like, well, we need to do ballot harvesting like they do. We need to, so we're not good at it. So we need to start harvesting ballots and start doing mail-in ballots. What in the hell is that? That we're going to become what they are in order to win? That sort of cancerous thinking is becoming more and more pervasive as people see that winning at any cost is the only solution. I will not walk that way. And again, God will not be mocked. I don't think enough people appreciate the fact that this country was built, literally, by the blessing of Father God. We weren't supposed to be slaughtering Native Americans. We were supposed to be building bridges and peace. But that didn't work out thanks to a whole bunch of conniving people and most likely some really well placed Jesuits. So we've ended up with a country with enormous blood rifts from the Native Americans to what's still an existing rift that lives between North and South. And the world is shaking us off. They're getting fed up with us. And rightfully so. We've been their we haven't been their friend. We've been their masters by threat of war. We cannot become like the cabal in order to win. We have to fight this fight increasingly through the blessings and direction as God guides us. And that means holding a moral line even when you look at it and go, yeah, but they're cheating. Let them cheat. But let's have some leadership in this nation. Let's set aside the political games. I could have happily seen President Trump just put this speech off. If he had to do it, it could have been done in January. We need a speech right now to remind people of the season and the time that we're in. We're heading into winter. There are families that are going to be cold. There's families that are going to be without food. There's families that are going to be without clothing, without presents for Christmas. So we say that's not a big deal. Yeah, but it's a tradition. And These little sparks in a dark time make a lot of of really big brightness in the soul, and it doesn't take much. So let's stop with the political garbage. Let's take our eyes off of the iconic nonsense that we keep doing, and let's turn our eyes inward. Let's look to our communities to help. Let's seek out those that can't afford a gallon of gas or a tank of gas, and let's buy it. Let's seek out those that are short on milk and bread and let's help them out. Let's do what we do best and win this war by taking care of each other and turning the government off. These people are raping this country. The billionaires have more than enough to go around, but I'm not asking them even to share because I really don't want their dirty, filthy blood money. What I would love to see is so much compassion and outpouring of Americans with Americans in our communities. And I think God would be right in line here that we don't need the government and we don't need politicians because we show ourselves through the love of kingdom, the love of Jesus, that we really can stand together in a beautiful way and walk boldly into the sunset. I don't know where this country goes. But I don't want to see a remake of the 2.0 of this cesspool that's currently running us. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the games. I'm tired of the lying. I'm tired of the standardization of filth that's happened in the moral bankruptcy, in the leadership of this nation and throughout its houses of of leadership and worship. I'm tired of the pursuit of money. I'm tired of the pursuit of all the falseness. I want to see America again. The patriots that are bold and courageous, that crush lies, that stand for truth. We're getting there, but the way we're really going to get there is to turn the political body off and put our eyes to our communities and our eyes on God. Let's pray. Father, we are humbled tonight as we come to you by choice, humbling ourselves before you. And we just begin tonight by just asking for forgiveness for this derelict way we've been to wander these paths, to fool ourselves into some sort of fake righteousness as we look to the idols of politics to somehow save our souls. Father, as a nation... We are still wandering, but as a remnant rises, we pray for the strength in the heart of the remnant to keep their eyes on you and through Christ to you, Father, and to hear the love and feel the love of kingdom, to step into our communities and lead with the actions of faith, not just the words, to take care of our neighbors, to take care of those in need. And to build the bridges that we can do to fortify and strengthen our communities in such a mighty way that those that sit in the halls of power are no longer even heard or even cared about. Give us that mighty walk, Father, that this war truly becomes one that we win through the power of love and forgiveness. And the mightiness of the swords, whether it is steel or spiritual, that we must wield to crush this evil. Guide us in these times. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is an amazing time that we sit in, in a really important precipice for us to decide which way we're going to go. And again, the speech that President Trump gave last night, yeah, it was a dead cat bounce, and I'm glad. And it was a gift, a gift that Father God gave us to realize that if you're going to pursue that, that's pretty flat, and pretty boring. But if you're going to pursue him, it's the greatest adventure and the greatest freedom we've ever experienced. So keep your eyes on Jesus and through Christ to the Father. And there you'll find the true sense of being the patriot that God always intended us to be and this nation needs. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom mission forward patriots I'll see you tonight for Bards FM until then or or for fishers of men excuse me until then or until the next time God bless and out for now
1: we shall pay any price bear any burden meet any hardship support any friend oppose any foe